On this episode of the Hoop Scoop, brought to you by the Quick Takes Podcast Network, we get into some of the first round action of the NBA playoffs. A lot of good games going on, a lot of good series, particularly on the Western Conference, uh, Eastern Conference not so much. Then we get into round two matchups. We look at the Milwaukee versus Heat series and the Celtics versus Raptors series. A lot of good games to come. All that up in this episode of the Hoop Scoop. So buckle up. Here we go. back for another episode of the hoop scoop uh pj sam cole it was almost four months later than the normal playoffs would start but i think so far it's definitely been worth the wait um we've had some amazing uh individual performances as well as some very good series so far mm-hmm. so to start off today's episode just want to touch upon some of our predictions from last week and uh just what we thought about how some of the series would go so in the east we have the celtics the uh Raptors and the Heat have all swept their first round matchups as we kind of expected. Um, the Bucks are not far behind. But if we go to the West, it's been a lot more competitive. And I think some uh, series that we've been definitely not completely correct on, starting with the Nuggets. Um, they are down three to one to the Jazz. The Jazz are up in that series. Mm-hmm. I think all four of us had the Nuggets winning. So, what do you guys think of that series so far and what's gone wrong for the Nuggets? So um, in previous episode, I, I made the comments on how boring the Utah Jazz were and the Denver Nuggets would just basically steamroll that whole team. That's a, that's a freezing cold take at this point. That take <laughs> was put to bed long ago. And I, I mean, the Utah Jazz have showed up. They had a really um, good first game technically, but they just mm-hmm. couldn't. It was just too much. The, there just wasn't enough because they just didn't have a deep enough roster without Mike Conley. Donovan Mitchell scored 31 points, or was it 52 points that first game? And games, game one, I think he had 57. That's oh, the that's game what it was, 57. Right? So ridiculous. And they still lost. And I was like, yep, that's how the series is going to go. And we even talked about it previously, like Donovan Mitchell will have his way, but no one else will help him out. But we've all been proved wrong in that series. <clears throat> the Jazz, uh, you know, as you were saying, I personally, you know, like you, I, I thought the Nuggets, you know, were going to win. But, you know, the Jazz surprised me. Um, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, I – knew he was capable but he's been very consistent mm-hmm. um you know ha- pulling up pull up threes averaging uh 55 that's that's a high number so he's definitely been putting the team on his back and having mike conley coming back averaging like 20 25 points in the past two games definitely is a big help um and i think that the jazz moving forward are gonna you know clean the series up um i i don't think that the nuggets are really gonna have a chance um I think that they're going to finish it up. Donovan Mitchell is currently leading the playoffs in points per game with 39 and a half. Oh, my goodness. Another uh, comment I want to add on that. I have never seen a defense get absolutely destroyed. Like, like they are – like, I didn't, I didn't never realize how soft the Denver Nuggets defense was. Whenever, whenever Jokic comes off the screen to guard somebody, he gets annihilated. Even, mm. even Michael Porter Jr., right? <laughs> As the primary defender, Michael Porter Jr. is is giving up 70 points. He's letting his opponents shoot 60% from the field on him. So he's literally the six foot ten Trey Young of the Denver Nuggets. Going on with that, Joe, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, and Delvin Mitchell are are 
literally scorching the Denver, the Denver Nuggets right now. Like another another taking you can put up on this. You, you, I don't know if if Jokic can be your your defensive anchor on a team. This this is the Utah Jazz. They, they most of their scoring comes from their wings. It's not you know Rudy Gobert's not gonna dominate you in the paint. What's gonna happen if you face the Lakers, or if you face the Clippers or, or the Dallas Mavericks when you're facing guys like Kawhi Leonard, yeah, or Chris Porzingis or LeBron James for for Christ's sakes? Like, like mm-hmm. you're really gonna you're really gonna think Nikolai Jokic is is, is gonna man down that paint and. And stop that man the rim? I don't think so. So I, I, if I would, if I was uh, Denver, I would be very, very scared. And I would have to buckle up because Mike Malone is really going to step up his game plan so far. Yeah, I think I think the two main reasons we were wrong is one, we underrated the supporting cast. Um, Cole, I think you said it perfectly. After game one, I thought the series was over, and the reason for that was because Mitchell dropped fifty-seven and they still lost. And it's like, if they can't win when he does that, when are they going to win? But the supporting cast has stepped up. Even Gobert offensively has had a game where he scored over 20 points. Um, And then the other thing is, I think we all knew Mitchell was capable, but I don't think anyone would have guessed to this extent. I mean, two 50-point games in a single series is like, you're really like entering like rare, rare level of a a playoff performance. So I want to count the Nuggets out yet, just because I think they're a a far way away from how they played in the regular season. Mm Mm-hmm. But unless something changes quick, they are they're going to have another disappointing season. And they're still a young team, but this is starting to become a pattern you don't want to see where they just don't really show up as much as you'd like in the playoffs. And they got some young guys, but Jokic is kind of entering his prime, as is Murray. They got to start showing up in the playoffs or else they're going to be one of those teams that you hear about that just doesn't really get it done when they need to. Yeah, and another series that just jumped out at me is being um, basically coming out of nowhere is that um, – Dallas Mavericks versus uh, Los Angeles Clippers matchup. It's been crazy. I mean, playoff P has looked like mild P. He's done (laughs) nothing well. Um, Luka Doncic has gone beyond being a premier uh, young talent in the NBA to being a star. He's without a doubt one of the best players in his league. I think he's cracked the top five, and I think he's made a point. He is incredible against a very, very good defensive team in the Los Angeles Clippers and he's been dropping buckets left and right. And a, a big point of contention I have against the Clippers is Montrezl Harrell. Um, for a guy that talks a lot of junk, he has looked like an absolute space cadet out there. He's done <laughs> just a terrible job in rotations. He gets his shots up, and he gets his points, and he gets his rebounds. But just on the defensive side of things, where he's been a real energy guy throughout this whole year, he just hasn't been locked in on that side of things. Um, Jake, I have to ask you a question because I know you were high on the Clippers before mm. going into this series that's now uh, tied 2-2. Are you still pulling for the Clippers to win and uh, be the uh, team from the West? Um, I mean, as far as do I think so, mm-hmm. I think they definitely still can be. Um, I mean, I think, I think this team is still not, like, nearly hit their stride. Luka has shocked me because I, I know I said last week, I mean, this is the worst possible matchup for him. It's nothing but uber-athletic, great defending wings. And he has shredded them apart so far. But say what you want about Paul George. I've been super critical of how he's played. There's no way it continues. I mean, he's, he's a star yeah. player. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, is he going to drop 9 points, 11 points, 14 points in three games or out ever again? That he better, the Clippers better hope not. So I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little cautious with them just because they've, they've really been struggling. But they're still a super deep team, and it seems like they're not in sync yet. So if they can pull out this series and get in sync for round two when they'll take on the winner of the Jazz Nuggets, I think they can still do it. But 
they definitely got to kick themselves into gear because the time to be sleepwalking is officially passed. I'm definitely going to have to agree with that, Jake. <clears throat> I think that the Clippers bench, you know, hasn't really proven much, uh, you know, much depth uh, offensively. They haven't really helped out. Um, and going back to Paul George, you know, I don't think it's going to last forever. Uh, he obviously has proven, you know, we know what he can do. Uh, he's in a slump right now. Um, but, you know, definitely he needs to bring it on the defensive end if he's not going to be impactful uh, on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. But also a big thing is that Porzingis, you know, once again is not going to be coming back for game five. So do you guys think that's going to be, you know, more pressure on Luka? Like, do you think – Well, Clippers... I, I have a question about Luka Doncic too. He's playing banged up as well, or at least I thought he was before he dropped an all-time NBA playoff moment game on us uh, two nights ago. I, I, just, I just don't know what the, the health status on either of those guys are, but until I'm proven wrong, I think Luka Doncic has proved that he can win and he just guts out wins over these um, over Doc Rivers and the Clippers, so I don't know. Poopy P, Pandemic P, or PG-13? <laughs> PG-13 P. PG-13 percent. Whatever you want to call them, man. Uh, I, I really don't understand what's going on. Ever ever since, like, Donovan Mitchell kind of just wipes Paul George like like, like a napkin, like against his <laughs> nose, like three years ago, I, I don't think he's ever been the same. Last year, he got weighed away from Damian Lillard, and this year, he's averaging 13 points a game. I think he's literally shooting, like, 30% and, like, 20% from the three-point line. So, mm -hmm. like, at this point... Like, do you put him on the bench? Like, do you put him in at like the ten minute mark? No, not a chance. Because no, look at no. back at Jake's other comments. He, there's no way he's going to continue to struggle like this. He's just too good of a player. I mean, I really hope so. But like, if you like look at like the interviews, like the, the interview the players are doing after the games, and like he looks miserable. Like, like I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he, if he's checked his DMs or if he's checked the uh, the NBA Twitter. <laughs> but this man looks destroyed mentally and physically. So. I mean, I like Paul George as a player. I think he's kind of a loudmouth, but I, I really hope he gets his out together because if not, I, I really think that the Clippers are going to need him. Going on to Luka Magic, I really think that uh, – I don't know if the ankle thing was a fluke. I feel like I feel like they just popped it out of the air just so people feel like a little bit of like uh, like sorry for him. And then mm -hmm. after that, he, he scores 40 points and he, and he hits the greatest game I've ever seen live in my life. Anyways. Uh, I think that uh, they're going to really need Chris Tesporzingis coming up because I don't think they can squeeze out as much Luka Magic as they can anymore because, I mean, yeah, they won, but they won by a buzzer beater and two points. So, like, mm -hmm. Chris Tesporzingis is definitely, like, a very valuable player that you want to have on the, on the floor. So, without him, I, I honestly – I still feel like the Clippers are going to win the series. Last, last little piece of knowledge here. Um, let's just go back to the uh, trade that happened this summer. So uh, the Clippers received Paul George, but what they gave up was a tre treasure trove of talent and assets. They gave up Shai uh, Gilchrist Alexander, Dono Gallinari, the 2022 first-round pick, 2024 first-round pick, 2026 first-round pick, the 2021 Miami first-round pick, the 2023 Miami first-round pick, and the 2023 and 2025 pick swaps. Oh, my goodness. A lot of pressure on them to live up to that trade. But one more reason why I'm confident in George is because as much as he needs to get it going, he's clearly by far the second-best player on this team. I think he struggled – or he did good leading the Pacers at a young age, but kind of faded, fizzled out. And then him and Russ, it was kind of – choose who would p carry the team on any given night this is clearly Kawhi's team and I think the fact that Kawhi has been so like supportive of him like he, he 
he'll get back. We're confident he'll get back. And meanwhile, you can rely on Kawhi to carry the team. I don't know if Paul George just doesn't like having the spotlight, but if that's the case, it's good for him because Kawhi is clearly the guy who carries the load on this team. And I think tonight in game five, he'll, he'll, he'll have a big game, a bounce back game. So then moving on to the four five matchup, we have the Rockets and the Thunder. This was um, probably the, ser- the first round matchup that we had the most disagreement between us on the show. Uh, PJ had the Rocket, I mean, the Thunder winning. I think the uh, rest of us had <laughs> the Rockets. Yeah. It's 2 2 right now, and it's been a complete split down the middle. The Rockets took games one and two and looked very much in control. And then the Thunder have came surging back, winning the last two. Chris Paul looked really good. Dennis Schroeder dropped 30 points in game four. So this series is kind of up for grabs. Both teams have kind of thrown a punch at each other. So now it's just who can close it out. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on or any changes on who you see winning? I still see Houston winning. I just don't see James Harding losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think he's just too too good of an NBA star to allow that to happen. Uh, yeah, I think that the Thunder, for them, they don't have that go-to score. I mean, Chris Paul, obviously – um, you know, you know what he can do, but I don't think he's that go-to guy, um, you know, that aggressive player, you know, when you need a basket to drive, get that two-pointer. Um, I just don't think that the Thunder, uh, you know, have it to have it, uh, the capability to compete against, um, you know, the Houston Rockets when their shots are falling. Um, you know, <clears throat> they, the Houston Rockets just put up most threes of all time, uh, 58 threes in their last game. And the thing with them, when their shots are falling, they're a tough team to beat. Uh, and so for that reason, um, I'm going to have to give, you know, still I'm going to have to say that the Rockets are going to be coming out of this one. Um, they're just too talented uh, offensively. Going back on my uh, take from last week, I said that the Thunder would win in, the, uh, in seven games. Uh, adding on to that now, I still feel like that will happen. Mainly be, uh, because of the fact I because Russell Westbrook I don't think is going to play this series. I, if they do advance, the, the Rockets he most likely will play next uh, next series. Anyways, going to that, I also think that like they are missing like his like type of like intensity and in, like play because mm-hmm. with that as we discussed before in that small ball line, Russell Westbrook was going literally insane. He was he was leading the team to a, to a lot of wins. He was putting up a lot of points. James Harden was doing good alongside him. But uh, I don't know. I just really feel like they're they're missing him. Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder are, are looking like a perfect one-two punch right now. Last game, Chris Paul had 26 and Dennis Schroeder had 30. Chris Paul had eight points coming down the clutch time. He was the uh, the, the the league uh, analytic guy for uh, clutch points in the fourth quarter. So uh, shouts out shouts out to uh, CB3 for be, for being a real one. Anyways, I. Uh, I was looking online and I'm seeing a lot of things about Lugens Dort. I've never heard of this mm. man until literally three games ago. He's six foot three, and people are calling him the six foot three PJ Tucker. And I can kind of huh. see it because he's literally made of steel. This man, like, I don't think this man has a single ounce of fat on him that isn't pure just protein. So that so like the, the, he's he's a very good he's a very good defender. Like 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 he plays very very well defense on uh. Harden, so I, I get props to the uh, the rot the Rockets. I get I get props to the Thunder for, for finding an undrafted rookie that is becoming the, a starter for them so far. But uh, <laughs> yeah, going going into that, I I do believe that um the Thunder are still going to win in seven games, mainly in the fact because I think that the Rockets will shoot their way out of the game, just shooting up a lot of three point jump sh- jumpers. They shot fifty eight threes I think last game, or someone yes. said that I forget who said it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, 
yeah, I, I do feel like the Thunder will uh, win out. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Cole and Sam as I did last week. I still think the Rockets will win. This is this is the team we're used to. It's completely feast or famine on any given night or even any given quarter. I mean, game four, they came out, made their first eight threes of the second half and then didn't make one again until late in the fourth quarter. So they are the embodiment of live by the three, die by the three. And I think if, you know, you haven't really got a monster Harden game yet. He's mm-hmm. had some good games, but he's not. I don't think he's dropped 40 in the series yet. And you know he's due for at least one of those. I think they'll be able to pull it out in the end. But the Thunder are proving to be just as pesky of a team as they were in the regular season. Um, going on to another team that was pretty pesky, at least in the in the bubble or the, the last eight games of the regular season, who's kind of faded out, is the Trailblazers. So yep. they won game one, continuing their hot start from uh, the play-in that got them into the playoffs. And have kind of just got dismantled since then. Uh, Lillard's failed with a few minor injuries. He's already been ruled out for game five. So they're down 3-1. Um, there's really not much chance they can win the series. But do you guys see it even going more than five? Or is this just is this series a wrap? No, this series is a wrap. But I got to give all the props in the world to Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum and friends for basically fighting their way into it and and giving the Lakers a good game that game one. And then things just fell out of their hands. I mean, it's not their fault the NBA decided to rig it so the Lakers could win game two. It's not their fault Damian Lillard decided to get hurt. Also, get, well, no, I think that was – was that game three the NBA rigged? Or was that game two? Because I think game two, that's well, – when it was like 32 to eight in free throws. Yeah, and then Damian Lillard dislocated his finger one game and, yeah. and the knee. So it's, it's a compounding of issues. But I, I do feel bad for him because I feel from some extent they played so well and they did everything right, but it was almost just bad luck and – and um, uh, David Stern's ghost stealing it away from them. <laughs> uh, well, definitely after that first game, I was like, wow, the Trailblazers actually might, you know, come out of this because they came out hot. Um, that first game, you know, KCP going 0 for 9, Morris only having five points. Um, yeah. There wasn't much support, uh, you know, other than LeBron and uh, AD doing what they do. Um, but, you know, after that game, LeBron and, you know, AD – really showed that they are an offensive team. And, you know, just from the game, uh, just from their last game, coming out and absolutely destroying them. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> you know, LeBron having 30 points, 10. Uh, Dude, the know, Lakers 10, scored over 40 points in the first quarter. Oh, it was insane. And 80 at half. And I, yeah, I, I, 80 at half is insurmountable. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're really proving that they are an offensive powerhouse um, so definitely, I think they're cleaning it up. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, Cole, uh, Portland has, or Damian Lillard has that, has those injuries. Um, so I just can't see, uh, I can't see Portland winning despite their, their efforts. Do you guys think that LeBron like knows what people say about him? Cause I feel like ever since like the playoffs started, like, like, I know that Paul Pierce was like, "Oh, if LeBron doesn't win this series, then then uh, he's not better than Jordan." Everyone was like, everyone was literally like creaming this man because they lost it, like the mm-hmm. last game one, and he literally has like he hasn't lost a beat. Like he's, oh, he's been insane. He dropped thirty two and twelve and eight in the last game. Like he, he, I, I, don't, I think he's got enough motivation yeah. that he does, and he has enough pulse in what people will say about him if he doesn't show yes. up that he doesn't yeah. need to read that on a regular basis. I mean, he didn't do that uh, fantastic tweet that he always does, or is it? Um, 
Oh, uh, zero dark, zero dark thirty or whatever. Zero it was. dark twenty three. Zero dark, like, yes. zero dark yeah. thirty twenty three. He he just adds twenty three onto that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, going back to that, uh, I'm gonna take you boys down trip down memory lane. Do you guys remember last year, in uh, round two, the, the Kyrie Irving era Celtics, when the Celtics took a game one victory over Milwaukee in Milwaukee, and everyone <laughs> was going insane. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, the Celtics oh, just, just took a W over over the Milwaukee Bucks over the MVP Giannis. They're going to beat down this team. They're going to beat the Raptors, and they're going to win the finals. Well, guess what? They lost four straight games in a row. This is literally what is happening to the Portland Trail Wizards right now. I'd, like, if you go on NBA TNT, uh, Charles Barkley was, like, like roasting the Lakers because they got dismantled by the Trail Wizards in, in uh, mm-hmm. the first game. And they, they the, the Lakers literally, like, like, like shoved, like, that, that piece of, of knowledge that, that Barkley just spit out and right back in his mouth. Like, like they basically just, like, t- like, told him to stop talking. They, they – Destroy that. I'm, so I'm glad the Lakers so locker room gives that much of a carrot about Charles Barkley, a man who's just yes. out there <laughs> collecting checks and um, making silly comments. And you think Charles Barkley cares about what any of them think? I think he gets more cl- he gets more joy when they respond. So that's cool. You know, something Absolutely. actually but, uh, with this Lakers Portland series uh, that I notice is that uh, the bigs the bigs are battling it out. Nurkic. Whiteside, Anthony Davis, um, McGee, they're, they're extremely tough and physical in the paint, and I find that extre- uh, very entertaining. To- Can I speak uh, specifically to um, that play that uh, Hassan Whiteside got um, AD right in the throat with the elbow? Yes. Oh, yeah. And they called that a, a flagrant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That should not have been a flagrant. That wasn't, like, intentional at all. I, well, that's I like the Brazingas. I don't think it was intentional at all. And the refs are extremely inconsistent on these calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very frustrating to watch, but that I don't think that was intentional. You know, it, it was kind of high, but um, it definitely should have been a foul at least if anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought this series was very kind of just one exactly how I predicted it. Trailblazers are one, just not, they're not the better team in the series. And two, they're clearly gassed. I don't know if you guys saw that clip, I think game two or something, oh, where like right, the right, Lakers right. had a fast break for like 10 seconds. It was like two on three or three on two because there was just no one back and no one was like trying to come back. Um, also, the Lakers were as much ball. to blame for that one too. The yeah, Lakers looked the like absolute... guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, I just, they got worn down and, you know, they, they put up a good fight, but Lillard kind of ran out of gas. Um, so that's, that series kind of went exactly how I expected it to. That's, I think, one of the ones we did, for the most part, have right. Um, so the last series we haven't touched on, which the, the it's the Bucks magic. It's 3-1 right now. Bucks are, I mean, most likely going to wrap it up in five. But I just want to kind of see real quick if you guys think, are we going to have another Bucks year where they kind of fade out of the playoffs? Because, yeah, Giannis has been going off, but uh, Chris Middleton is not. He had a game with two points. He had a game with 17 points. So, yeah, that flies first round because there's a very it's a very top-heavy conference. But against a team with just defensive beasts everywhere, like the Heat with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, amongst many others, are are the Bucks? Are they going to show up this year? Or are they kind of just going to fizzle out when when it gets tough? I know this is a cop out answer, Jake, but we just don't know at this point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I I mean the Orlando Magic aren't really engaged in anyone's talent and how much no. they can progress throughout the playoffs. I I think when they play Miami, that's going to be the real test of how not only how this Bucks team is doing, but how the franchise has actually built their whole entire roster up until this point. I think that's the first real prove-it series for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so too. Uh, 
<clears throat> you know, it, for the Bucks, it's just their consistency, like you said. Um, obviously, Giannis is that physical player. Uh, he's going to get his bucket. But, you know, people like Middleton, uh, Lopez, Bledsoe, they, they definitely need to have big games. Even, you know, George Hill, um, they definitely need to have big games if, if they're going to want to compete with, uh, with the Heat, who's a very physical, um, tough defensive team. Mm. I honestly would not be surprised if the Heat took them to, to six or seven because their team is just like defensively matches up so well with the Milwaukee. I think during mm-hmm. the regular season, Bam, Bam Adebayo had like the best like defensive like matchups like in total when he faced up against Giannis. Like I think I think he forced him to like, only like twenty points every single game that they played. Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous coming from Giannis' standards. But uh, no, I really do like this uh, this Heat team. I like the one thing that I thought was kind of funny was uh. Like, no offense to the Indiana Pacers, but everyone was kind of just, like, like looking forward towards TJ Warren, like, going off. But I I didn't hear a single lick of, like, anything that this man did. So, uh, TJ Warren is officially the Jeremy Lin of the NBA bubble. Anyways, <laughs> I do think that uh, – yeah, going back to what I said, I do think – obviously, I do think the Heat will uh, take this game to six or seven. But uh, I think Jimmy Bell has really proven his doubters wrong that he can lead a team, and he's doing that very fashionably. And I, I think that uh, the Milwaukee he's Milwaukee making Bucks, Miami a destination. Yes, he, he sure is. He's not to mention he's shooting. He's shooting very well. Oh, um, he is. Yeah. Even at the end of games, Butler. I think it was either game one or two. He hit uh, two three pointers in a row, like mm. like contested threes um, in crunch time mm. to put the game away, which they need a closer. So. It's good. It's, it's good. They must be very happy to see that he's doing just that. Also, early predictions coming out of uh, ESPN's finest analyst in Matt Barnes and Chauncey Billups. They both are taking <laughs> the heat to win. Wow. Mm. Huh. And they I both mean, know a thing or two. Yeah. I mean, Bucks, Bucks have oh, improved boy. it, really. They lost to a Celtics team led by Terry Rozier two years ago. <laughs> so they got to they gotta do it. They got to do it when it counts this year. I was They're the best that, guy. Uh, yeah, no, I was in that game seven when the Celtics won, or is it game six that the Celtics won? I forget which game mm-hmm. it was. And um, I strangely had very good seats to that. And uh, the, the whole garden went absolutely ballistic when, um, what do you call it, uh, Drew Bledsoe came on the Jumbotron <laughs> and started talking junk about the Milwaukee Bucks. It was hilarious. Hey, Celtics fans, it's Drew Bledsoe here. Let's go show Eric Blotso what's up or something like that. I forget what he said, but it's hilarious. And the whole crowd literally went berserk. If they played um, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, another classic <laughs> Gillette Mainstay song, I think there would have been a bunch of more cardiac arrests to happen that night. Yeah, Boston Townies would not be able to handle that much going on at once. Let alone, they, they could never drop the old, uh, the old drop Dropkick Murphys on them. <laughs> they dropped the Dropkick Murphys at that moment. I, I think there would have been, I think uh, one, one championship way would have been wiped off the up. map. TD Garden would have exploded. <laughs> it would have fell to the ground. Uh, so, um, that that's really it for the first round. The only series, well, we didn't get into a couple of the East ones that really weren't competitive, but we got the <laughs> Celtics, who steamrolled through the 76ers, taking on the Raptors, who steamrolled through the Nets. You know that one was pretty predictable. The Nets were extremely shorthanded, but the Celtics looked really well in you know limiting Embiid. Uh, Tatum played really well. He dropped uh, 30 points twice. So we got Celtics Raptors second round. That is going to be a really good series. I mean, for years they've gone at it in the regular season. This is the first time with these rosters they've played in the postseason. Are you guys feeling confident with the Celtics' ability to pull it out? 
Is it too aggressive for me to say this is the most important series of Brad Stevens' career? Um, I, I totally agree. Yeah, no, this is probably the best they've been. Uh-huh. Because, like, I think it's the best they've been, and I think it's against an opponent that I think matches up very well against them. And Celtics have had a horrendous record as Brad Stevens at the helm against the um, Toronto Raptors. He only has yeah. one win out of 14 games against the Raptors. One win. Jeez. Are you so, serious? Yeah. Wow. That's, That's awesome. hard. Crazy um, stat. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's, I, I think when you look at a roster like that, it's like even prior to when they became good with Kawhi Leonard, it's like, who's beating you there? Um, I don't know. I think Nick Nurse is a wonderful coach. And I think Brad Stevens is also a pretty Amazing. good coach. So I, I think it's just going to be an absolute rock fight. I'm, I'm saying seven games and I know PJ is going to be going Raptors in this series because he's saying Raptors to win it all. But I, I think the Celtics will come out on top of this one. And I think Jason Tatum is about to have an all time series. I mean, I, I hope he does. Um, <clears throat> and the thing with J- uh, Tatum that I love is that, you know, despite his, um, despite his bad games, he had a, a few bad games where he was having some trouble shooting, but his confidence never went away. You know, he's yeah. not, he wants, he wants his ball. He wants the ball in his hands in those big moments. And that's why I love him. And not to mention the thing with the Celtics is that they have, they don't just have like that one person. They have mm-hmm. multiple leaders on the team and for that reason, I think that the Celtics are – I think that they're going to go to either six or seven, uh, ultimately coming out uh, with the win. And if Kemba can continue uh, his success at the three line and continue to stay aggressive, um, you know, that's only going to help them and make them even stronger. So I'm going to have to, you know, give it to the Celtics uh, going going forth. And not to mention Kyle Lowry isn't looking too hot right now. Um, he's 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 going to be injured. So that's a – big loss for the Raptors my analysis uh onto the series if you guys remember during the regular season we would see a lot of possessions where Kyle Lowry actually was guarding Jason Tatum on the on the defensive side so I think that it's weird because uh as soon as Hayward got injured they immediately disclosed what his injury was like they were like oh it's a uh, like a stress fracture fracture whatever whatever no not stress fracture whatever he did to his ankle they immediately said it was spring but uh, yeah, eagle sprain. But whatever happened to Kyle Lowry, it took him like a few days. So, so I don't know. Like, I, no one knows if it's really serious or not. No one really knows how it's going to affect them. Mm-hmm. I do think yeah. with Lowry, this is easily seven seven game series for the Raptors. Solely off the fact that I think that the Raptors, Raptors have the deepest bench in the league. Well, you have. I'm just gonna name the players that they have in general. Like also, uh, Fred Van Bleet. I don't know if you guys like saw any of that net series because it was kind of trash. Yeah. Net, he's a put it like, like he was insane. Like he uses the lightning. Lightning, lightning up for three. He, he's a good defensive player too. So I give all my credit to Fred uh, Bleed. Anyways, um, I don't know. I I just think that the Raptors are more versatile than the Celtics because Norman Powell is a really good player. Sibaga is very good. Marcus Saul is very good. They're just they're just so deep. It's it's ridiculous. They have they have the uh, the reigning coach of the year as a Nick Nurse, who has proved to people that if you're in the G League as a coach, it doesn't mean anything. So I don't know. Just. I think that the Kyle Lowry injury, if he does not play, is going to really affect the Raptors. But I do think that the Raptors will win out this series in seven games. It was also interesting commentary coming out of Stan Van Gundy when he was calling the Raptors game there when they eventually swept um, – why am I forgetting the other team? Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but it was interesting commentary where he said this is the best-conditioned NBA team he's ever seen. 
and he was saying when you beat teams with basically platoons right so each time they go to their bench they're basically bringing out a whole different squad and intermixing guys that work very very well together and have high com- compatibility rates he said you have to be extremely extremely as, as a unit conditioned very well because he says if you look at them and it was crazy because this is like like four minutes left to go in the half and these guys have been playing pretty hard throughout the whole game these guys are still picking them up at half court and they're still like running and gunning as fast as they could so I think that was that was pretty cool commentary I think the Celtics are very well conditioned and I think the, the huge turnaround for them is that Kemba Walker and friends can really slow down the tempo to what they want and really are malleable with that. And that's one of the high points of Brad Stevenson's coaching is that he can really control the pace of the game, maybe not through timeouts as well as I wish he could do it, but by just play style, he's very, very adept at that. Yeah, I think Raptors are super underrated. People look kind of overlooked them as uh, a decent team, but not the same without Kawhi. They're very deep. They're amazing on defense and they have that championship pedigree which matters a ton in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're pretty evenly matched roster-wise, though. So if I see two teams that are evenly matched, I go to who's the best player in the series. I think that's Tatum. As long as he plays that way and outplays Siakam or whoever steps up for the Raptors, I do think the Celtics will win it. So I'll say Celtics in seven on the, on the basis that Tatum is the best player in the series, or at least he should play like it. Moving on. I want I wanted to just quickly ask, get your guys' take on this real quick. The Celtics dismantled the Sixers. Do you think that's it for this team? I mean, Brett Brown's already gone, but do you think either Simmons or Embiid is not coming back? There's been a lot of rumors on it. Do you think they need to blow it up, or do they get yet again one more shot to well, try and see if they both get healthy? I was interested about that, too. And Elton Brand came out and said, Ben and Joel yes. are not leaving. It's the guys around him that are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which they're just going to be, be looking for people, mm-hmm. like shooters, to, people to, to compliment, compliment them. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that could all go out the window when uh, Elton Brand is fired as well. A lot of GMs say that too and then don't mean it. Mm-hmm. They've looked for guys to surround them with for four years now, and they still haven't found the right combination. How much and cap space do they even have? Like, because they're, they're paying a, they're a lot cents. of money on the stars. They, they have, <laughs> they're, literally. They're, they're well over the cap, so yeah. they got to get super creative on paying guys like minimum deals that can somehow shoot, and that that rarely works. I don't know. They're in a tough spot. Definitely it's going to have to start with the head coach, though. I think the most interesting series out of this next round that's basically set in stone is the Celtics versus Raptors. I mean, out of the West, everything's still very much up in the air except for the Lakers series, I think. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm I'm happy the Celtics swept because that means they can get more rest. But then again, on the other side of the coin, so do the Raptors. They swept, too. But later on in the series and later on in the playoffs to whoever, which whatever, whatever team um, moves on past the series that will really pay dividends. I give yeah, all my respect to uh, Joel and B, but do you guys think that like he was just like dogging it sometimes just like, like he didn't uh, want to be there. Physically not sure. in shape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know, I, think, I think Sam's I think. right. I think he just wasn't in as good a shape as he needed to be. And I think, you know how demoralizing it is to be like banging down low against um, two different, I think, pretty strong centers, even though they picked up a million fouls that series mm-hmm. in Tice and Enos Cantor. And to just basically never be able to get out of the game and just being bashing your head against the wall with the same game plan every single game when it didn't work in the past, that's just mentally just demoralizing. It is. But, I mean, when you're this max contract star player, you got to kind of just, like, rise to the occasion. I don't think he played bad, but I don't think he played as good as he could have. In almost every game, he had a monster first quarter, and it kind of just got a little bit worse Slow throughout down. the game. Yeah. Don't you Which think the Ben Simmons fatigue, loss? But... 
Don't you think the loss of Ben Simmons was an absolute gut punch? Like he kind yes. of lost his yeah. all of his emotional I confidence. I thought they would have won a few games with Simmons. Mm-hmm. No one could even their, their their play style too. I mean, Ben Simmons is that transition player that they definitely yes. needed on those fast breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's an elite defender, and they had yes. no answer for Tatum. Like <laughs> none, 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 none at all. Ben, wasn't Ben Simmons leading the league in steals too? Yeah, he's a beast on defense. Speaking of always guarded Tatum. Defensive Players of the Year, the NBA just came out and said that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo won the Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, um, little uh, five minutes ago. News. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, boys. <laughs> well deserved, I guess. I think he was the favorite in the clubhouse to win that. Yeah, I would have Anthony Davis. Uh, and you would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so MVP, most likely, and Defensive Player of the Year. That's pretty crazy. So yeah, who was the last person Two to do back that? Back-to-back MVP with mm. a defensive player of the year the second year. Was Jordan the last person to do that, or was it what MVP? Oh, and def- oh, I think okay. I think he I think he was. Mm. I I'm not sure. I'd, I'd, I'd I have can't to think of anyone. On maybe did Duncan maybe do it once? Maybe Shaq probably. But anyway, I don't know if the, I don't know if Duncan was ever defensive player of the year. All right, uh, so that'll do it for this week. Um, it's been a great first week of the NBA playoffs. We've seen a super impressive youth movement. You know, we talked about most of them. Mitchell going off, Luka going off, Tatum uh, leading the Celtics to a sweep. Jamal Murray even dropped 50 in the playoffs. So it's been uh, super exciting to watch so far. We're going to have an even better second round. I don't think there'll be a, a single boring matchup. I think they'll all be pretty good dogfights. But before that happens we got to finish the first round. Um, the Thunder, Rockets, especially in Clippers, Mavericks, should be great series, so I'm excited to see how those wrap up. We can talk about those week as well as give a uh, full preview for the second round of the playoffs. So um, there was another fun one, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>